This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Oh, these two pedophiles on a pedestal. And they almost get sentenced back to back, belly to belly. First, we start with R. Kelly. Oh, yes, I believe I can fly. R. Kelly used to be the theme when Al Slim Shady Sharpton was running for mayor. That's right. Yeah, the R. Kelly. I believe I can fly. In fact, they were the best of friends. Then, no longer. In fact, R. Kelly has been waiting in the stir in the federal lockup in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, with his very dear newfound Maytag friend, Frank James. You remember? He got in that Q train, 8.30 in the morning, bang, 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 fired 32 shots. The clip all of a sudden backfired, and he was out and about. Yeah, Frank James and R. Kelly singing show tunes under the carousel. Well, R. Kelly has been sentenced to 30 years after seven, count them, seven impact statements from his victims. So I don't know if he's going to be able to, I, I believe I can fly. He's not going to be able to fly this coop. He'll probably be sent to some correctional facility in the middle of nowhere. I guarantee you he won't be in Camp Fed. But I got to tell you, R. Kelly, one of the greatest operas ever written in the world, that urban opera, it could have been in Lincoln Center. But look at what happened. You're a pedophile at a pedestal. And now we flip the script. Now we go to the woman who was born with a silver spoon in her mouth, big enough to offset the trade balance between the United States and Red China, Giselle Maxwell. Uh, Her father... Maxwell is a pirate. He bought the New York Daily News other papers. He acted like he was their savior. And instead, he raided their pension funds, took all the millions. And then supposedly, he either committed suicide jumping off of his yacht into the Mediterranean or more than likely was pushed in by the Mossad. You figure it out. But Giselle Maxwell hooked up with Jeffrey Epstein, that other pedophile on a pedestal. And they were like two peas in a pot, a soup in a sandwich, a horse in a carriage. And what she did was she went out and procured the young ladies for Jeffrey Epstein. She went out and got them to recruit other young ladies. So let's call her Madame Giselle Maxwell. And then she would convince them to come on the Lolita Express at Teterboro Airport. They would fly to Pedophile Island, which was right off the U.S. Virgin Islands. And the indescribable things that she did along with her mate, Jeffrey Epstein, has now gotten her 20 years in the can. She may be sentenced by the federal judge to Danbury in Connecticut. Now, Danbury, you're not doing hard time, but it's not camp fed time either. And she's been told that in her best interest, she should hire a bull dagger. That's somebody who's going to guide her through the process. That's somebody who's going to protect her in the female jail. That's somebody who's going to make sure that she stays out of harm's way. If you ask me, not enough time for either one of these pedophiles on a pedestal. But hopefully we never hear from them again. Ah, we're talking the FCC. And that's something that I need to tread upon very carefully. Because the FCC monitors what we say on the radio, 
And if I say the wrong things, according to George Carlin, the seven wrong things, I'll be on the outside looking in. So let me tread carefully. So you have three FCC commissions. One of them, who was appointed by Donald Trump when he was president, has indicated to both Apple, Tim Cook, the CEO, and the CEO of Alphabet, that they got to go ixnay on TikTok. They can't offer the apps nothing. It should be expunged from consideration. And I'm saying to myself, wait a second, isn't that a form of censorship? Isn't that a form of unfair competition? The fact that TikTok has done so well. Yeah, it's a red Chinese company. We know that. Mainland Chinese company with an American affiliate. But they just blew the hinges off the door. And they're out doing Facebook and Instagram, that's for sure. You know, Facebook is for the Alta Cajas. They want to put on uh, what they had for breakfast uh, that morning at Denny's. You know, a grand slam. Instagram, okay, that's more the kind of competition that TikTok offers. But TikTok is blowing them away. So now, all of a sudden, the argument is the reason the FCC is interested into muting and neutering and rendering TikTok impotent is because the red Chinese are gathering up information, mining information of what Americans are doing, what they're buying, how they're thinking, what they're posting, and this is nefarious. Oh, and big Silicon Valley, the social networking giants, they don't do that either. (laughs) They do that every day. It's a part of social networking. So I would suggest that this isn't so much a decision that's being made to defend Americans from the nefarious red Chinese who I hate, I loathe, I despise. But rather, it's to eliminate the competition in TikTok. In fact, you want to see really good TikTok, you got to go to the Curtis Lee with TikTok page because I'm kicking it. Now, what are they going to mine from that particular TikTok posting? Whatever they want to mind, because it's all public to the general public. So I say, leave TikTok alone. Sure, it's owned by the red Chinese, but how many other companies do we deal with that are red Chinese in origin? And what about LeBron James, who's made like a billion dollars, half of it, from basically getting kickbacks from the red Chinese government for all the products he's endorsed? That's a double oofah to you, the FCC. But don't take it out on me, please. I still want to be able to broadcast each and every day on WABC. The acronym stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis. Ah, they're coming for you, Abe Lincoln. Slowly but surely, they're coming for your monument in Washington. And millions visit each and every year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a slow path. First off, let's look at America. How many states have Abraham Lincoln statues? Well, quite a few of them. Where are you going to find them? All up north. You almost never see an Abraham Lincoln statue down south because in their minds they're still fighting the Civil War. They consider him to be outreditor, the Judas. I'm surprised that down there where they still fly the flag of treason, the stars and bars, the Confederate flag, that they even accept Abraham Lincoln on a $5 bill. I'm surprised they buy their children Lincoln Locks. They hate, they loathe, they despise Lincoln. Then let's look uh, south of the border, Mexico. They have three Lincoln statues. They have them in Tijuana, they have them in Juarez, and they have them in Clejico. Because Lincoln, when he was in Congress, was opposed to the Mexican War. They love him for that. He freed the slaves. They love him for that. And he was friends with Benito Juarez, who declared a revolution in Mexico. So he hit on all three counts. 
But now, all of a sudden, Cornell University has decided to follow the path of first Boston, and then Portland, and then San Francisco, and removing any vestiges of Abraham Lincoln, the man who was responsible for keeping the Union intact during our Civil War, the man who was responsible for the Emancipation and Proclamation to Free the Slaves, the man who gave one of the greatest speeches of all time, small as it was the Gettysburg Address, after all the carnage on the battlefield between North and South. And so what they did was they removed a bust of Abraham Lincoln and the facsimile of the Gettysburg Address from the Cornell University Library, upstate New York and Ithaca. And they claim, oh, well, we were just moving it from place to place. That's a double oofah. That's a lie. You wanted to get rid of them, and you said because you got one. Count it. One complaint. Some snowflake didn't want to have to look at Abraham Lincoln when they went into the library. Some snowflake didn't want to recognize the value of the Gettysburg Address. So to satisfy one snowflake, Abraham Lincoln is ixnay. So the march to take out Abraham Lincoln continues to move at a very slow snail's pace. But I say to Cornell University, you have one of the five copies that Abraham Lincoln wrote of the Gettysburg Address in his own handwriting. Well, if you don't want his bust and you don't want the facsimile in the library, give up that fifth copy that is so valuable that it could be worth millions and millions of dollars when you auction it, because we know that's what you're going to do and add it to your endowment. Just leave Abraham Lincoln alone. He saved the nation. He freed the slaves. He's one of our greatest presidents. When you think of great presidents, you think of George Washington, you think of Abraham Lincoln. So Cornell University, leave Abraham Lincoln alone. Ah, earlier this month of June was the 13th anniversary of that ripoff known as Bitcoin. Back to back, belly to belly, we now have the sixth anniversary of Crypto.com. Blockchain, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, it's all one big Ponzi scheme. And it continues to drop and drop and drop and drop in value as more and more investors cash in and more and more investors run for the hills and more and more cryptocurrency banks close their lines and say, tough noogies, you can't get your dollars back. You're stuck with cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, or blockchain. Now, let's think of it. 13 years of having Bitcoin, six years of crypto.com, and all of this created by a mysterious Japanese guy that nobody can pronounce his name. Nobody's seen this guy. They have a bust to him in Bulgaria, one of the most corrupt countries in the world. Other than that, he's out of sight, out of mind. He's supposedly still alive. He's like the Wizard of Oz. Talks with a lot of bravado, writes messages about the future of Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency, the Ponzi scheme that it is, helping the Bitcoin bandits try to navigate their way through these shark-infested waters that they've created for themselves. But I think this gives us an opportunity to pause and think. Here is a system that all of these con artists, all of these folks who are trying to shake you down and extort you down for money to invest in Bitcoin, to invest in cryptocurrency, to invest in the blockchain. 
This is the time to come to your senses and say, hey, this is a scam of all scams. This is like the dot-com revolution. Remember where that went? This is sort of like, huh, for like two years, we were saying that, oh, my God, the world was going to come to an end because of all the computerization, because of artificial intelligence, because of robotics. Hopefully, this will be the death knell. Hopefully, more people will be able to clean out their life savings and get restored maybe a quarter or a half of what it's worth. But let this be the year, 2022, where we don't celebrate Bitcoin as they did earlier this month or Crypto.com as they're doing today in advance of our nation's Independence Day, July 4th, or what they're continuing to promote out there, blockchain, which financially will bring devastation and misery to hundreds of thousands who got scammed out of their moolah schmoolah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.